At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is VSIN's Bet Center on a Saturday night here in Sin City. I'm Jeff Parles. Oh, it's Adam Burke. Adam Burke in for Ben Wilson tonight. Adam, I can't tell you how happy I am to have you next to me for the next four hours. Well, hopefully Ben doesn't hear that. No, I want it. I want Ben to hear that. It's extra motivation for our guy, Ben Wilson. Absolutely. But uh, Ben Wilson on the uh, on the call of UNLV Cal tonight for stadium. So uh, on assignment there. So you got Adam and I for the next four hours. As always, college football and the National Football League uh, for these next four hours. Uh, fun in the circuit consensus in fade or follow, where the same game happens to be in the consensus twice. So we'll get to that a, li- a little bit later on. But let's dive right in, Adam, and let's just start in college football. We'll start in the game that's right in front of us. And uh, really a, a, a popular dog for most of the week, the Virginia Cavaliers were. And there was questions the whole week about their starting quarterback, Armstrong, of course, suffered the rib injury late against BYU two weeks ago. Ends up not being able to play. Jay Wolfork gets the start for Virginia. It has not gone well for the Cavs. A minute 15 to go in the first half. Notre Dame all over Virginia, 21-0. Yeah, you know, look, and it's also one of those things, too, where Notre Dame's really controlled the game here. They've controlled the clock. They've ran more offensive plays, and... Really, I mean, that's kind of the recipe for success against Virginia, regardless of who's at quarterback. But certainly here, uh, struggling with Wolfork as the backup. And you know, look, Brennan Armstrong is a guy that, you know, not only is he very talented, but he also slings it a ton. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of changes their game plan a little bit here, as Wolfork only has eight passing attempts in the first half. Yeah, it is. It has been. Look, Virginia is coming off a game against BYU where it was almost last score wins. Not quite. BYU won that game 66-49. Uh, Halftime total of that game was 121, and it still managed to go over it. Uh, but look, for Virginia, already bowl eligible uh, non-conference game. For Notre Dame, and of course live right now, as of course we need to give you those numbers, Notre Dame 27.5-point live favorites as they have the ball with 51 seconds, trying to get some more before halftime there in Charlottesville on their end of the 50, live total 45.5. Notre Dame trying to stay in the mix in the college football playoff rankings they got some help today with Oklahoma going down to Baylor. We'll get to the petty field goal in a little bit. But, Adam, just for Notre Dame, it's really it's just funny how these, these rankings work and just shows how hard it is for the little guy to get in. If Notre Dame had beat Cincinnati, Notre Dame's probably number four in this week's rankings. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's really funny about the college football playoff, just sort of in general, is the way that they move the goalposts however <laughs> yeah. they want to. You know, last year they had Notre Dame winning a conference championship to fall back on because Notre Dame, of course, playing in the ACC mm -hmm. during the pandemic season. But, you know, one time with one team, they'll talk about, oh, you have to win your conference. Another team, well, you know, they have this head-to-head -head win. It's whatever narrative they want to construct to get the four teams in there that they want. And look, you know, if things kind of fall Notre Dame's way, I mean, they are a very, very big brand, make a lot of money for the college football playoff and all that. You know, as you said, one domino fell today with Oklahoma. If other ones wind up falling suit for them, even though they don't have a conference championship, even though they really haven't played too many very good teams this year, the committee may find a way to put them in there. If 11-1 Notre Dame gets in over 13-0 Cincinnati, there will be a lot of upset people. Again, still a lot would have to happen right. for me for Notre Dame to get in, but... Again, that's one of those teams that's just kind of lurking, and we know how the committee likes to put in those popular teams. Notre Dame was 100-1 to 1 at the beginning of the week to win a national championship. I'm not saying go out and, and put your money on it, but that's something to monitor over the next few weeks, especially if the chaos starts happening. And, of course, we'll see Oregon in action later tonight. We'll get to that game in a little bit. I want to go to Oxford where college game day was today, and Texas A&M was a fringe team. Hey, look, Bama loses once, A&M wins out. They get the birth to Atlanta and a win over Georgia. Hey, maybe a two-loss A&M would sneak their way in. It has not gone well for the Aggies, who have really struggled yet again against a fast-paced offense. We saw that against Arkansas when they went no huddle in the Lone Star shootout game uh, at Jerry Dome. 15 to nothing at halftime, just getting underway in the second half now. They're in Oxford. Uh, Ole Miss leading 15 nothing live right now. 14.5-point favorites with a total of 41.5. Uh, Zach Calzada for Texas A&M really struggling. 7 of 14 for 48 yards. A&M only averaged 3 yards a carry, 14 for 45. The Ole Miss defense really carrying the load so far. Yeah, and when you look at how this first half played out, I think, honestly, Texas A&M's lucky that the game is this close. Ole Miss ran 59 offensive plays in the first half of this game, Jeff. Texas A&M, they're running their 30th play here as we're talking right now. So Ole Miss really controlling the football, really making it difficult on Texas A&M. And look, I mean, if you can, and it's easier said than done, if you can shut down this Aggies running game and make Calzada be the guy to beat you, it's probably not going to happen. I know he played a great game against Alabama, but that was kind of the outlier for him here so far. So we'll see what happens with Texas A&M. And, and again, you know, as we're watching these games, even though they don't have, some of them don't have great implications for the college football playoff or whatever else, start profiling these teams for their upcoming bowl games. Start thinking about, you know, matchups that could be difficult for them, something like that, to where when those lines come out for the bowl games, maybe you can attack and get a good number early on. Yeah, and hey, look, bowl game season is a little it's over. Not that far away. away. Not far away. And look, betting, we'll have our bowl guide as we always do. And and look, for at least for both of these teams, I, I was never a firm believer in Texas A&M to begin with, Adam. I thought Calzada played the game of his life against Alabama, and that was a one-off where – AM, I didn't think was going to be capable of scoring 14 in that game. They're in the 30s. They win that game on the last second field goal. Uh, and Ole Miss, again, I I like Matt Corral. I've never bought the he should be the Heisman favorite, only, even, unless if his numbers were so ridiculous that you had to give it to him. I never bought that. Oh, he's a legitimate NFL prospect as well. Uh, but for for Lane Kiffin, if if Ole Miss wins this game, a 10 and 2 season is squarely in play, and guess what? They'll be big favorites next week, as we know, against Vanderbilt, and they'll be favorites in the Egg Bowl. A 10-2 and two season is nothing uh, too short there in Oxford with how that program had been going going into the Lane Kiffin tenure. You know, and speaking about the Egg Bowl, it's so interesting, too, because, I mean, last week, Mississippi State looked, you know, not great. And, oh, you're and, being polite. And also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like – they they had all kinds of special teams issues. And, you know, this is what you get in terms of college football where, look, I mean, last week Auburn looked really, really bad against Texas A&M, but a great first half against Mississippi State this week, then completely fell apart in the second half. Here you have a Texas A&M team that played very well last week against Auburn, now struggling against Ole Miss. And I don't know, Jeff, I mean, do we call this parody? Do we call it inconsistency? I don't know what we want to call it, but from a week-to-week -week standpoint, not even just in the SEC, these teams are very, very difficult to trust. It, it's been a tricky betting year all the way around. A hundred percent. And again, uh, you see uh, from earlier today, speaking of Mississippi State, oh, they were down 28 to three and came back and won at Auburn 43 to 34, winning outright as a six point underdog there at Jordan Hare. But look, uh, I, I'm going to bring up a game next 
that makes your point to a T of just how odd this year has been. Halftime in Austin, and I did a double take while you were talking when I pulled this game up on my laptop because sometimes scores, you're like, wait a second, did, did DraftKings just have the wrong score up there? Is, is something wrong? Uh, but it's right. Halftime in Austin, Kansas... Winless against the Power 5 team yet again this year. Nearly knocked off Oklahoma a few weeks ago. Leading Texas as a three-touch, or excuse me, uh, more than a three-touchdown underdog. I believe it cost 31, actually, with Kansas getting in that game. Leading 35-14 to 14 at halftime. Right now, Adam, can I interest you in some bets here in this game? You have a live total of 86.5. You have Kansas, actually the live favorite, which makes sense. Texas second half is my, is minus 18 and a half. So they're getting two and a half for the game. No, no, okay. <laughs> Just honestly, no. no. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 look, the biggest thing about Texas this year that I can't figure out is I mean, we saw kind of the blips from Casey Thompson last year mm -hmm. and this year he's not played well. He's not taking care of the football. Hudson card doesn't really appear to be the answer here either. I don't know. I mean, I look, if I'm Steve Sarkeesian, I know that I need to put my stamp on this program here, this upcoming off season have a really good recruiting class, figure out who my quarterback's going to be. Right now, he doesn't seem to know who his quarterback's going to be. And neither one of those guys playing particularly well, you know, grabbing the longhorn by the horns, so to speak, right. I guess we could say. But look, I mean, honestly, giving up 35 to Kansas in the first half is a pretty big issue in and of itself, let alone the offensive problems that they've had. So, yeah, I, there's no, I, I couldn't take Texas minus 18 in the second half, but Man, what a shocking result that would be if, if Kansas is able to hold on here. I'm just trying to see if the over actually is worth a play in the second half because you have a team that was favored by over 30, down three touchdowns at home. You have a live total of 86 and a half. So you're dealing with uh, you're dealing with a second half of 30. Uh, what, what is that? And 31 and a half uh, second half. Uh, excuse me, 41 and a half second half. Uh, but look, uh, just a, just a scenario where can you get enough points out of Kansas to get you home in that scenario? I, that might be an overbet, but that is a huge second half total, obviously. Oh yeah, it, it is definitely a huge second half total, and also too for Kansas. I mean, look, you know now they're probably going to want to run the ball, try to take the air out of the ball, and and that's something that's difficult too. Is yeah, the favorite is getting blown out here in this game, but also too, I mean, does Kansas go into a shell? And if they go into a shell, can they run the football here and kind of salt this game away? Or, you know, look, I wish more coaches just did whatever got them to this point, just kept the game plan going. But as we know, most guys don't. They do go into a shell. They do run the football, do try to get that running clock and all that. So that's the question I would have for Kansas here in the second half. How much success do they have if they opt to deviate from what's gotten them this big lead? By the way, uh, because uh, I, I don't know how to add, Adam, it's 37 and a half, of course, <laughs> in the second half, not in the 40s. I don't think we've, again, other than that BYU uh, Virginia game. I don't think we've seen a total that high this year in the second half, but 37 and a half on this one, uh, 37 and some other spots. Uh, again, shop around as always. Uh, and I'm also seeing a Texas plus four for the game in other shops. So as always shop around, uh, make sure you get the best price you can possibly get uh, in all of these bets, regardless of what you're betting. He's Adam Burke. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you here on a Saturday night. It is Visa's Vet Center. When we get back, We'll continue looking at games going on right now. A big result potentially for Wake Forest in the ACC next on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It indeed helps find great hires fast, and Indeed is your all in one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit for more. It is VSIN's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Burke alongside. You can find Adam Burke's great work here on the network across. All platforms, betting across America on Wednesday uh, in the newsletter every single day in your email. Uh, where are you not actually on the website? Because you're on the college football uh, betting preview that we do every week on VEASAN.com. You're on the NFL preview as well. It, basically, anywhere you, you you look on our website, great content from Adam Burke every single day. No, I appreciate that. I, I haven't really done too much with college basketball yet. Kind of late, let, letting oh. the dust settle a little bit with that. I'm what I like to do, I handicap from a statistical standpoint a lot in college basketball, so mm-hmm. I need to get a sample size. I don't know too much about these teams going into the year, but give me a statistical sample size, and then I can start you know, making some noise once we get into like mid-December, early January kind of thing. Here's what I'll tell you, Adam. I'm going to let Greg do all the betting for us. For uh, Greg <laughs> Peterson, of course, who comes up after us on a Greg Peterson experience. Because after one day, I was quickly reminded on college basketball of like, Oh, yeah, even though some people are great at this early in the season and have advantages, I'm not one of those people early in the season. I'm with you. I need to see see more of these teams uh, before I uh, before I get going. Even though, shout out, uh, shout out to Winthrop, who came back and won today and got me an in-game winner against Mercer. So uh, uh, shout out to Winthrop uh, there in that great game. Uh, but enough about Winthrop. Let's get back to college football. Uh, a little bit of chaos, actually, in Winston-Salem. Let's go there because this is a very important game for the race to Charlotte in the ACC. The winner of this game is likely going to be in Charlotte, Adam. And Wake Forest, who was a small favorite in this game, uh, closed two at most spots against NC State, really just chaos at the end of this half where it looked like we were going going into the locker room with Wake Forest ahead by a score of 14-6. to six. And an NC State with a turnover that led to a short field for Wake Forest they score a touchdown quickly. Then NC State returns the ensuing kickoff inside the Wake 30-yard line. Two plays later, touchdown Wolfpack, 21-13 at the half. And Adam, this is just one of those nightmares if you have a total under where you're looking pretty solid in a game a game with a total that's higher because Wake Forest, great offense, no defense whatsoever. And all of a sudden now, Overbetters with a lot of life here because of two late scores. Oh, and by the way, there's still a minute 47 to go and a half. Yeah, and look, this is one of those two where, I mean, you had two very contrasting styles in this Mm -hmm. game. You have an NC State team that's very balanced, kind of very methodical, and a very, very strong defensive team against Wake Forest, who plays very little defense and just tries to outscore the opposition. So really interesting kind of matchup here that I didn't have a play on pregame. We'll Mm -hmm. see if I decide to do something here with the second half. But it was one of those games that really intrigued me for a variety of different reasons, especially with where the line was, the spot for Wake Forest, you know, that whole bubble burst kind of topic that Wes Reynolds talks about a lot. Uh, You know, I was really interested to kind of see how this game would play out. And of course, now you get these 14 points here at the end of halftime and it starts screwing with the second half lines, the second half total and all of that. So uh, interesting to see at least Wake Forest here play a very good first half in quite a difficult spot. Total closed in this game, and again, this just shows the style of Wake Forest to see a game with NC State at 64 and a half. That's where this total closed. 
we were looking at a dead, dead, dead under in this game, and now all of a sudden you're actually ahead right now if you uh, if you have the over, and I'm not so certain that we're not going to see at least three more put on the board here in the last buck 47 with Wake Forest and NC State. Live total, by the way, 67.5. North Carolina State, a 6.5-point underdog live right now at DraftKings. Interesting one on the bayou. Of course, the game for the old golden boot there, Adam. LSU and Arkansas, of course, moved up now because Arkansas plays Missouri after uh, after Thanksgiving. LSU plays A&M. Arkansas, small favorite. I was a little surprised at how small of a favorite. I thought Arkansas was going to be closer to four, four and a half. Really was two, two and a half, some three late on Arkansas. And so far, the Bayou Bengals playing hard for their coach who only has three games left, maybe the bowl game for Ed Ogeron. 10 to three at halftime. LSU leading Arkansas live right now. 37 and a half is your total. Arkansas, heavy juice right now if you want to lay two and a half second half at them. Yeah, you know, and, and not only is this an interesting result here at halftime where LSU's defense really hasn't been particularly good all season long. They've held the Razorbacks to three points here in this one. Also for LSU, you know, look, they put so much into that game against Alabama last week. I and a lot of other people thought that this would be a very difficult spot for the Tigers, but a quality first half out of them, especially on the defensive side. Uh, the one thing here, Max Johnson, not finishing out the half for LSU, went three of seven for 21 yards. They went to the backup Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer uh, for yes. a good portion of this first half here. So that could dictate what you do with the second half number here, where you would think LSU's offense probably not as explosive, not as potent with Johnson on the sidelines, assuming that's what they wind up doing here in the second half. Well, look, I would, I would consider a play on Arkansas. The only issue is here, Adam, they had – barely 100 yards of offense in the first half. This is actually two straight weeks where LSU's defenses look pretty good. They were very good against Alabama last week. The old Bama under three, under three touchdowns, you've done something pretty impressive. But Arkansas on a final drive and a half at 44 yards of the 101 that they had in the first half. So this is this does look to me like I would love to bet Arkansas. That plus 160 money line looks juicy. But I'm just concerned that Arkansas, this is just one of those days for the Hogs where they just can't move the ball. Yeah, and they have had some of those days, too. I mean, obviously, they started off. Georgia very, game. <laughs> yeah, I, look, they, they started off great here this season. Oh, yeah. And then they've really kind of tailed off as the season's gone along. And now you start to look at this game, and I think something that's really important to consider from a second-half standpoint, you've got to handicap the coaches. You have to sit there and think, okay, what is Pittman going to do and try to do differently with this Arkansas offense? And on the flip side, with Orgeron, Look, as you said, I mean, even with the fact that he's a lame duck head coach, his team is still going out there and fighting for him. So you wonder about in the second half here, LSU, do they show that same level of defensive intensity? Can they get that offense going a little bit more? I think it's a tricky second half to play because I think there are questions with the coaches on both sides and also just the performances of both teams over the last few weeks. Uh, my my out out here, Adam, to bet Arkansas money line live, currently locked. So I'm going to wait and uh and 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 see if I can get that uh, in a second here. But look, uh, I'm with you on the on the LSU side because we've seen we 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 can see all sorts of things with college kids when the coaches aren't there. We're seeing it right now in Seattle, by the way, where Jimmy Lake is suspended for this game, and Washington is currently leading Arizona State in the fourth quarter. Uh, that is not a good sign for future possible employment for Jimmy Lake. But that's a different discussion for a different time. We've seen other teams look at Texas Tech earlier today. And since they uh, they fired their coach, Matt Wells, and uh, Sonny Cumbie, who I didn't even realize was still coaching in college football, has taken over at least the interim reigns. Texas Tech has played pretty well. They upset Iowa State on what was quite possibly the best 62-yard kick I have ever seen from any kicker in that game. But it is interesting that just to handicap this mid-game with the lame duck coach, but LSU has looked a lot better than I would have expected since they decided to can Ogeron and started with that Florida game the week that the agreement was agreed upon. Yeah, you know, and look, we got a game approaching halftime here a little yep. bit in Stillwater between TCU and Oklahoma yep. State, and that's one where last week TCU really rallied for Jerry Kill. Yep. They wind up getting that win over Baylor. They have three points in the first half here today against Oklahoma State. They're down 21-3, to and looks like Oklahoma State probably going to be 21-3 here at half, about two and a half minutes left in the first half of that game. But that's a big question. You know, TCU, how do they respond in the second half? Was it just a one-week bump with Kill? Uh, we don't know, you know. So I guess we'll kind of wait and see how this second half plays out. 
But these are things that you want to think about as we go forward here, too, throughout the rest of the season where, yeah, it could be relevant for a second-half play today, but also we saw that one-game bump from TCU. Today they're not playing well. Is it more about Oklahoma State, or is it more about TCU kind of doing that one-game thing and then now sort of reverting back to where they were? So, again, that's a really big thing at this time of the year in college football is trying to figure out what the mindset is of these players in these coaching situations, whether it's an interim or a guy on the hot seat, something like that. No, it's it's a really good point. And, and TCU last week was, like you said, the prime example of that. And for uh, for Baylor, that loss actually was really the, the, the dagger more than anything to their season because – Especially with, in light of today. W- with the result today of them beating Oklahoma – Heck, if Baylor won out, maybe they would have snuck in with some help right. into the college football playoff. They can't possibly get in with two losses now because a loss to a team that's probably not going to a bowl doesn't really work in this uh, day and age with two losses. With one, Oregon may, obviously still has their chance. But uh, good point there, Adam, from uh, on that for the, uh, again, TCU losing right now 21-3 to to Oklahoma State. 22-and-a-half-point uh, line right now. Uh, Cowboys favored a total 51 with a minute and a half to go in the first half. Uh, one other update in the SEC. A&M finally scored, Adam. They're on the board. It was a field goal, though, 15-3. to three. Uh, Aggies trailing the Rebels of Ole Miss as we play in that third quarter. Rebels, eight-and-a-half-point favorites live at DraftKings with a live total of 39-and-a-half. Again, uh, the winner of this one with the inside track to a 10-2 and season. Any way you slice it for both of those teams would be a heck of an accomplishment for both of them. When we get back, we're going to look back. We're going to see what was real today and what we're not fully buying from some of the results in college football. That's next on VEASAN's Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. And for only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the football playoffs. Our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide which is out now. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now, vsin.com slash subscribe. It is vsin's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles, Adam Burke alongside. Adam, when we first checked in on Wake Forest and NC State, it was looking like a dead under first half, 14 to six with a little over two and a half minutes ago and a half. Yeah, that's uh, if you had an under ticket, he can throw that in the garbage. 21-20, Wake Forest leads with 12 seconds to go and a half. And uh, Adam, Wake Forest still has a chance for points. They are right on the cusp of field goal range. They are in field goal range now. They're going to have a chance to go up four at the break. But Adam, you and I were discussing this during our commercial. This might be an NC State second half play for you. Yeah, you look at Wake Forest here, you look at quarterback Sam Hartman specifically, 8 of 23 passing in the first half here for 141 yards. NC State obviously has a good game plan for him. It is tough to hold Wake Forest down. There have been some special teams things happening in this game and all that. But so far here, Sam Hartman, 8 for 23. And interestingly enough, there are, what, 12 seconds left. Wake Forest runs a play. They run up the middle to put the kicker in the middle of the field instead of giving Hartman a chance to maybe make something happen. So maybe kind of an interesting decision there from Clawson. As we look to head into the second half, also to NC State, 30 pass attempts for Devin Leary against 11 rushing attempts. That's not really what we would expect to see from NC State. So obviously uh, their coaching staff kind of looking at this game and saying, well, it looks like we're kind of in an arms race. Uh, we sort of need to plan for it that way. But the one thing I will say, I mean, this thing started like a Big Ten West game and all of a sudden it looks like an actual ACC game. We saw we saw a pretty good Big Ten West game today earlier in the day. Not quite peak Big Ten West with Iowa and Minnesota, but pretty close. But look, this is the nature of the beast in these Wake Forest games. Uh, they don't have any defense. Their offense, even in a day where Hardman isn't playing well, field goal good, by the way, 24-20 at the break. So you're going to get a better number now on that second half because you were probably looking at, if this was 21-20 at the break, I would have guessed NC State plus a half in the second half now. Probably looking at, uh, I don't know, NC State minus one second half would be my guess. 
Yeah, I would say three. I would say something like that. Also, NC State does get the ball first. Mm -hmm. So maybe one and a half, somewhere in that kind of range. Uh, You know, especially because what? The the full game closed Wake Forest minus two, minus two and a half in Mm -hmm. that range. So one and a half makes some sense here because then you wind up right on the full game number. Books don't have to worry about getting middled, anything like that. And again, as I said, NC State with that extra possession here to start the second half. One more to update, and then we're going to go back through the day that that was. A&M found the end zone in Oxford. It's 15 to 10. Aggies trailing the Rebels. Ole Miss with the ball nearing midfield midway through, a little bit more than midway through the third quarter. A&M right now, five and a half point dog. Live total, 44 and a half. That is up five points from halftime, Adam. Yeah, I mean, look, A&M, if they're plus five and a half right now, you know, certainly you're betting on them to win the game. And, and based on what we've seen here in the second half so far, maybe that's not a bad bet. You know, we know that Matt Corral is definitely not 100%. A&M defense seems like they've kind of gotten things going here a little bit uh, in the second half. So I think A&M live uh, kind of intriguing at this point in time. I don't disagree, especially at the five and a half with the game on five right now. You're asking them to push the rest of the game. I'm not a huge fan of laying the minus 140 juice on that, Adam, but I'm with you. Especially if Ole Miss scores, I think I'd come back for sure and whatever that number is, even if it would probably be six and a half at that point. If it's an eight point game, I think that's probably a good bet. I'm with you there. On that one, uh, again, a penalty flag on a third down conversion. So we'll see as that one moves along. Adam, let's go into what was real today from what we saw. And we're going to, st- we have to start in Columbus because Purdue, who the, the spoiler makers, as some have been calling him this week, who of course spoiled the season of Iowa. Granted, you could argue Iowa spoiled the season for themselves, spoiling Michigan State's undefeated season last week. They go to Ohio State. They were 19-and-a-half, 20-point underdogs, and Adam, this game was over quickly. Ohio State with 45 first-half points, up 45-17 at the break. They go on to win 59-31, to covering with ease as 19-point 19 19 favorites. Game goes way over the 65-and-a-half. C.J. Stroud with five touchdown passes, and Adam, he has moved now into – solidly is being the third favorite in the Heisman race at DraftKings. Bryce Young, Kenneth Walker, the third, the only two shorter than C.J. Stroud at 3-1. to one. So, Adam, I'll ask you this. Was this real from C.J. Stroud today? Has the Ohio State offense finally taken that step that we've been looking for from them? I think so. I mean, look, last week they didn't have Garrett Wilson, so they had to kind of change some things up. I know Chris Olave has been kind of banged up a little bit, too. Look, I am a Buckeyes fan, admittedly. I'll go ahead and say that right off the top. But, I mean, you've got three NFL wide receivers on this team. Three potential first-round picks at wide receiver on this team. Nobody in the Big Ten can cover these guys. And Purdue obviously found that out the hard way. I think Michigan State finds that out next week. And, and once again, I think that team up north finds it out again after Thanksgiving. But, look, I mean, this is the thing for Ohio State here where if C.J. Stroud has time to throw and doesn't get forced into that decision of do I take my five or six yards or do I try and force some kind of throw? He's going to be really effective. And Purdue didn't really get in the backfield at all here today. Ohio State protected Stroud really, really well. The only time he really ran out of the pocket was when it was kind of designed. And that'll be the game plan for Michigan State and, and, and that team up north here going forward. But I will say this. When those three guys are healthy, and when 28 of your 31 completions go to Smith and Jigbo, Wilson and Olave, you are going to have a monster, very efficient passing day. And the Buckeyes did that today. Ohio State down to 4-1 to one to win the national championship at DraftKings. I would imagine, because that price was minus 185 this week to make the playoff, I would imagine that that number is going to be north of $3, maybe even north of 4 based off of what we saw this week with Oklahoma going down, Adam. Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, Ohio State's going to be a huge favorite against Michigan State next week, probably in the 17-ish range, I would think. Anywhere from 15.5 to 17 They'll be a road favorite in Ann Arbor in that regular season finale. And then, as we know, I mean, the East is so much stronger than the West in the Big Ten. Yeah. Ohio State will be a big favorite in that championship game as well. So, I mean, look, they control their own destiny. And also, too, and look, something else to think about is who else can play with Georgia besides, you know, potentially Alabama and Ohio State? You know, so the difficult thing for the Buckeyes will be who they draw if they end up in that 2-3 matchup. But... You know, again, I mean, it's it's also one of those things where, from a talent standpoint, that four to one price is justified because if anybody can beat Georgia, I think Ohio State is one of the two or three teams that could do it. I think they have the best chance of anyone to beat Georgia at this point because 
Look, Alabama's offense, as you see uh, on your screen right now, the uh, the current college football rankings, the odds going into the day at uh, BetMGM, Ohio State, also at 4-1 to at BetMGM, including uh, DraftKings, oh, Cincinnati. Poor Cincinnati, number five in the nation, and at 80-1, to and they probably should have an extra zero at this point because they need a lot of help in order to get in at them. But look, at this rate, if you if you comfortably think Ohio State's going to handle Michigan the final week of the season, and the Wolverines escaped in in uh, in Happy Valley today against Penn State, winning that one on the road to at least set up the ten and one versus ten and one, assuming Michigan State doesn't pull. I I agree with you. I think some people may have been listening, be like, "Wow, Michigan State's going to be seventeen. That feels right to me, based mm-hmm. off of what we've seen from those two teams this week again." Uh, in that, and of course, that game is in the shoe as well next week. Uh, there in Columbus, but if you feel confident that Ohio State's going to handle Michigan the final week of the year at the Big House, four to one's the best price you're getting the rest of the way. So that is, I, I would consider, I would consider betting that. I might even bet that myself at this point, getting in on four to one on the futures board on Ohio State because, look, as long as they get out of that four slot and don't get Georgia in the first game, be it what probably a, if Alabama holds on to the two seed, they're a three point. Dog against Bama, probably. And they're definitely favored against Oregon, despite the result earlier in the year. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, and also, too, we got to keep in mind that, I mean, Michigan being six, Michigan State being seven. Look, Ohio State has the chance here at two top ten victories Mm -hmm. in the college football playoffs. So it's going to be one of those things where they probably end up second. And if Georgia beats Alabama, then they will be second. So, you know, look, I mean, it's also one of those things, too, where, Look, I give Oregon full marks for beating Ohio State earlier on in the season. That's great. Good for them. The Buckeyes also had 600 yards of offense in that game. They had essentially four-plus territory turnovers. That's the only game that they've lost. It was C.J. Stroud's second start in college football. They didn't have Travion Henderson as the starting running back. They had Kerry Coombs still calling defensive plays. I know that the Buckeyes had issues with Nebraska and Penn State and, and all of that. But look, I mean, this team is much different now than it was earlier on in the year. So I think if you are looking at that four to one, you have to think about the current state of the Buckeyes as opposed to what they were earlier on in the season. Adam, I a hundred percent agree with you because the biggest move that they made the whole year was benching Kerry Coombs from calling defensive plays because since those first two games where Minnesota really moved the ball against them the first week of the season, granted the Gophers were very different because Ibrahim was still playing at that point. And then we, against that, against Oregon, they couldn't stop Oregon. And now we've seen that defense improve week over week. I don't take much from that game in Nebraska last week. That felt like Nebraska's last gasp this year. And Penn State's legitimately good. So, uh, look, I think 4-1, to a really good bet. Speaking of Oregon, we're going to preview their game tonight against Wazoo and more on the 1030 Eastern slate next on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. This is Bet Center on VSN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at vsin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get the current odds as well as the movement on each week. Follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for NFL MVP. Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and much more. Check out the Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com slash NFL. It is vsin's Bet Center. I'm Jeff Parles. Adam Burke in for Ben Wilson tonight. We're both happy to be with you on a Saturday night. Uh, just approaching 10 o'clock on the East Coast, and Adam we know what that means. Pac-12 after dark is getting near. We have one Pac-12 under after dark currently underway in Seattle, where somehow, well, Arizona State is about to score a touchdown, but Washington still leading that game, even with the touchdown, with 10 minutes to go at 24 to 14. Oh, never mind, flag, it's coming back. Uh, so Herm Edwards not looking too sharp yet again in uh, Washington without Jimmy Lake. But let's get to the... Really, the de facto, as ridiculous as it may sound to viewers out there, the Pac-12 North Championship game tonight at Austin Stadium in Eugene, where the Oregon Ducks, who are three in the country, as we discussed before, are hosting Washington State. And I got to give the players of Washington State a ton of credit. Of course, uh... Nick Rolovich canned a few weeks ago for not following a state-mandated vaccine order. Uh, And since then, Washington State has really played well. Played BYU tough. They destroyed Arizona State two weeks ago. And now all of a sudden, Adam, with a win tonight, Wazoo would control their own destiny to playing in the Pac-12 championship here in Vegas. Oregon's a 13.5-point favorite. 57.5 is the total. At 14, I liked Wazoo. I think I'm still there on Wazoo getting the 13 and a half right now, Adam. You know, I think this is a very difficult game for a variety of different reasons. Look, last week, Oregon pretty clearly won the box score against Washington. Mm -hmm. They only won that game by 10, but they were easily the better team in that game. Against UCLA, actually, that game that was 34-31, very close game. Oregon, 6.6 yards per play to 3.9 for UCLA. So that game should not have been nearly as close as it actually was. But this is Oregon's problem. You know, they've won box scores, but they haven't really found ways to win by margin. And obviously here tonight, laying 13 and a half against Wazoo, the Ducks have to find a way to win by margin to cover that number. I don't know if it's going to happen. I do think they win the game, and I do think that they clinch that berth uh, in the Pac-12 championship game here on December 3rd. But I couldn't lay it with the Ducks here tonight. And look, for Washington State, too, I mean, they're kind of free-rolling, right? I mean, there's really no pressure on this team at all whatsoever. Not only does Oregon have the pressure of locking up their division, but also Oregon has the pressure of trying to keep pace in this college football playoff chase. So a lot of pressure on the Ducks here tonight, and they're playing pretty tight with that pressure, I feel like. So it'd be wazoo or nothing for me, even though I do think Oregon wins the game. If Washington State somehow pulled the upset, and of course they are over $4 on the money line, plus 410 at DraftKings, Wazoo's next two games... They host Arizona, who put a little bit more of a scare than was necessary into Utah today, 38-29. The Utes win but don't cover in Tucson. And then they get the Apple Cup, where the game's in Seattle, but that they, Washington will be favored, but it will not be a big line in favor of the Huskies in that game. It's all for the taking there, as wild as that sounds for Wazoo, who again... Earlier this earlier this year, blew a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter at home to Utah State, Adam. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, you know, and that's the thing about this college football season in general, as we talked about back in the first segment, 
And look, we're watching this game here. Arizona State down 10 to Washington. A Washington team that just looks completely dysfunctional most weeks. Washington State beat Arizona State a few weeks ago, but they were plus four in turnover margin in that game. So, you know, turnovers kind of dictated that one. Then last week, Arizona State plays a better game against USC. Now they're playing another bad game against Washington. That's just kind of the theme here in the Pac-12. And that's the concerning thing for Oregon, where I think you and I both agree that they're pretty clearly the best team in this conference. I do think Utah is much improved and also a solid team. But Oregon's the best team in this conference, and they just haven't really blown anybody out with the exception of Colorado. So it's just it's very hard week in and week out to play really on or against any of these Pac-12 teams. Oregon, of course, next week plays in Salt Lake City against Utah. That's a fascinating game because they're likely to meet in the conference championship game. Next week matters for Oregon, but what does it mean for Utah? It's a really strange game. You, you, you knew exactly where I was going. More than likely, the second they'll play two times in three weeks. That game really for Utah doesn't mean anything. You are right. Oregon has to win out. Right. And if Oregon wins out, guess what? They're going to go to the playoff. I know there'll be some people saying, ah, oh, how could you put the Pac-12 team that lost to Stanford who ended up going 4-8 and eight in? Guys, they wanted Ohio State, which right. that is still, I know A&M beat Alabama. But Oregon winning at Ohio State is probably going to go down as the best win anyone had, period, the entire season. And you went 12-1, and you did what you were supposed to, everyone else lost around you. Oregon is a lock if they win out to make the college football playoff at this point, especially with Oklahoma losing earlier in the day. But next week, it'll be fascinating from a betting perspective to see where that line is, because I think there'll be a lot of people that will be surprised at how short of a favorite Oregon is on the road at Salt Lake City. And also, too, playing a well-coached team twice in three weeks because say what, what you want about Utah, Kyle Whittingham can coach. Mm-hmm. We know that. It'll be very fascinating to see that how that all plays out as we go along. Again, Oregon right now, 13.5-point favorites in at home tonight. Game starting 40 minutes from now at Odson uh, against Washington State. The other 7.30 games, let's go to a, really a, a massive game in the Mountain West. San Diego State, who... Uh, Credit to San Diego State for really just taking it to Fresno last week. Where you went, where I th- I got that game completely wrong. I thought Fresno's offense was going to run today. No, no. Uh, Sandy, or excuse me, that was two weeks ago where Fresno won at San Diego. I'm excusing San Diego State with Boise State there. But San Diego State, 4-1, and one, beating Hawaii last week, struggling after losing to Fresno State, gets Nevada here in this one. And, and Carson Strong and company, who all of a sudden, very quietly this year, just keep racking up wins, racking up wins. Winner of this game more than likely represents the Mountain West West and will likely host the Mountain West Championship game in a few weeks. San Diego State a three-point favorite in this one against Nevada. Total 45, no shock on that low total because of the way San Diego State plays. Yeah, another fascinating game here, especially because, look, I mean, you've got two very different styles. San Diego State... Wants to win by running the football and playing defense. They've got a semi-dual threat quarterback in Lucas Johnson there. Nevada, they want to throw it. You know, they've got that modified air raid offense, and Carson Strong can definitely sling it. And something I think is really important to point out here, Jeff, as you talked about, Fresno State had a very good game plan going up against San Diego State. Mm -hmm. They're a very balanced offensive team, but they've got Jake Hayner, who was easily the best quarterback that San Diego State had seen up until that point. Well, Carson Strong's pretty darn good himself. So this is a spot here for San Diego State where they have not faced many good passing attacks at all this season. Last week against Hawaii, a decent passing offense. It was very windy out on the island. So that kind of took away a little bit of the opportunity for the Rainbow Warriors to throw the football. That won't be a problem here for Nevada in this game. So I think it's a really, really interesting kind of a litmus test for San Diego State. And this line's bounced around a ton. It's kind of in that coin flippy range where it's been plus one, minus one, you know, all of that. I kind of lean with Nevada a little bit here in this game tonight, but this is one where I do want to maybe look for a live betting opportunity to see how much the Aztecs struggle with that passing attack. So the other interesting thing here, just looking at the total in this one, Adam, by the way, I hope you uh, bet NC State to just return the opening kickoff for a touchdown (laughs) in the second half. But uh, this total, because again, like Nevada's offense is really good. Carson Strong, to, to me, is one of the, if not the best prospect in this NFL draft, he's one of the three best quarterbacking prospects in this draft. 
and you look at just the way San Diego State plays, if you think Nevada is going to win this game, I think you kind of got to like the over as well. Just because if Nevada is going to be able to inflict their will, they're probably going to go over 45 and a half. Yeah, and oddly enough, you look at the other game in the Mountain West that's coming up tonight, this Utah State-San Jose State yes. game. With San Jose, San Jose State, excuse me, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, total 57-and-a-half. I think it's the same thing. I think you look at it as kind of a correlated handicap. If you like Utah State, that's probably a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. If you like San Jose State, it's probably a lower-scoring game. So those are things that are important. I think you kind of look for those context clues in the betting market where this is a very low total for this game. Maybe that does benefit San Diego State. In the other game, it's a pretty high total for a San Jose State game at 57 Very and a high, half. Yes. That feels like it kind of benefits Utah State when you look at it that way. So I think it's important to kind of look for those context clues in the betting market and also see where kind of the line movement has come in relative to those. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Also, that total, that San Jose State, Utah, uh, Utah State total, opened 62 and a half and has taken a bunch of under money. Not much of a surprise. I think, I think Utah State's going to roll them personally. So I would look uh, to the over and out one. Also, Utah State. They won't win the rest of their games. They're in the Mountain West title game as well. We'll continue on in college football next on VEASAN's Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.